Makes Music. Yo, what is up? Welcome to the Blake Makes Music podcast. I am Blake. I am so excited that you're here. I've got so many exciting things to talk about. I'm so anxious. Um, so if you haven't noticed, there's a little bit different look, a little bit different vibe. Um, that is a different lens and a different position in the room. And here's the other cool thing. This is officially season two. We have done it, people. Everybody, I've taken a little bit of a break, but I am super glad to be here. And uh, did you did you miss me? Yes! Right, okay, cool. It's super cheesy, but anyways... Um, I wanted to uh, tell everybody we've got some exciting, exciting things to talk about today. Today is episode 14, and we're going to be talking about networking in the music industry. So um, it's going to be really exciting. I can't wait. Um, but real quick, go ahead in the comments if you're watching on YouTube or whatever platform. Let me know what kind of music you're working on. I want to hear your tracks. You can give me, uh, you know, uh, your artist name and all that good stuff. I can listen to you on platforms. I love doing that kind of stuff. Go ahead and maybe just network in the comments. That'd be great. Give the uh, video a thumbs up. Whoop thumbs up and go ahead and hit the subscribe button if you haven't hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Everybody, we obliterated our goal. I know I've taken a little bit of a break, um, but we obliterated our goal was 200. We're at like over 215 now. Thank you so much. Obviously, the next goal is 300. If you could please, if you're watching this and you have not subscribed, that subscribe button is right there. Hit the notification bell. Thank you so much. So, as I was mentioning, this is season two. Season two has a completely different look, vibe, format, all of that good stuff. And I cannot wait to, uh, to kind of go into this and explain it just a little bit. So what is season two? Well, it's basically a format change. I don't really kind of label my stuff in seasons, but um, how this is going to work is the intros will kind of be a little bit of the same. I want to make sure everyone's a little up to date with what's going on and all these great things that we're trying to accomplish as a community. Um, so what'll happen is, is that we'll do a, um, a mini lesson. Uh, today's mini lesson, like I was saying, is in networking. And then I've got something exciting to bring that's brand new, interviews. I'm interviewing you. Where's the, there we, focus, focus. There we go. Interviewing you, there we go. Uh, I'm talking to my listeners. I'm talking to all of you. I want all of you to come on to the show. Don't be shy. We could talk about almost anything you want within reason. And I want people to um, tell their story. And also, you know, I'm not the only one with advice. You know, if you've got other things you can share with other people, I want to hear about it. It's a much more engaging conversation. So you're going to hear your first Blake Makes Music interview today, and I cannot wait. So then... Believe it or not, uh, we've got another thing uh, after that, which is going to be um, a music review. So a listening session. You can also um, submit to uh, be on the show either through uh, an interview and or uh, a music review just by clicking the button on musicadvice.io, which is great. And um, you can submit your tracks, download the guidebook, the modern artist and songwriter journal and toolkit. There we go. It is free as always. And so you can get all of those goodies at musicadvice.io. 
And um, this is not just my show, it's everybody else's show, which is amazing. So after that, we will have a music tip. So you're gonna get like a weekly tip, which is amazing. And let's not forget to shout out our Patreon subscribers hanging in there, especially during this break, which I can't believe they actually stayed. You guys are both better men than me, and I really appreciate the support. But Maurice and Josh, thank you so, so, so much. If you're on the Patreon, you do get all of these interviews way in advance. Every Wednesday, I'm trying to release a big piece of content and then smaller content as I go. And to piggyback onto that, only 598 more until I get to do something drastic. Um, and I'll even do it on camera, which is amazing. So uh, what is that Jurassic thing? Well, you'll find out eventually, I'm sure. So anyways, um, what I'd like to do is I'd like to um, just kind of go into why I chose this topic for, uh, for today. And I'm going to keep it short because we've got a little bit longer of an interview. But I think networking is super important. Um, you're super you know, cliche line, your network is your net worth. And that is actually 100% true. If you haven't heard that, burn that uh, into your head. Your network is your net worth. Your um, your income will be completely dependent upon who you know. And I, I don't really want to uh, go into too much yet before we run our spot here. But I'm excited to talk about networking. I feel like it's something that I consistently try to improve on. And with that being said, a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by DistroKid. DistroKid is the best place to put your music on all streaming platforms. Get paid when people listen to your music and develop a fan base by getting your music on all of the right places easy. DistroKid delivers to over 150 streaming services around the world and counting. Keep 100% of your earnings. DistroKid takes nothing from your royalties. With features like automatic payments to collaborators, legal cover song licenses, music video generators, and EPKs for every single release, DistroKid is the only distributor recommended by Blake Makes Music. Fast, easy, and cheap, DistroKid only costs $20 per year for unlimited singles, EPs, or albums. For a VIP discount of 7% off your first year go to musicadvice.io okay cool we actually made it through that ad thank you all so much uh just real quick uh i wanted to also just say thank you to everybody who's been extremely supportive uh through this small podcast and channel i don't i did not actually think that the podcast would grow as quickly as it has um so seriously from the bottom of my heart thank you so much to everybody who does listen does participate. I've got people commenting on stuff. This is amazing. And um, part of the reason why I had to take a break is I was not ready for the amount of um, participation from the internet that I was going to get back. So I actually now have to outsource some of my editing uh, because I can't keep up. So I just wanted to say thank you. This is a great problem to have. And thank you so much for bearing with me while I was going through this transition for the show. Um, I can't wait for season three. This is going to be amazing. But let's go ahead and get into our topic of discussion, networking. Lesson start. So networking is super, super important. What is networking? So 
I don't want to pull up like the dictionary version, but basically networking, if you don't know the the way to look at it from a musician standpoint or a freelance standpoint or whatever is uh, getting to know people that are in an industry or a position or something that maybe could, um, you know, obviously you want to be friends, but uh, if you can, friends are great, but uh, you want to kind of like see how you can uh, mutually benefit from one another by getting to know each other. So it's kind of like, I don't like to put uh, labels on things really, but you know, there are different uh, levels in the music industry. And um, there's, I would say like people just starting out, people figuring things out. And then maybe the second level would be like getting a little traction kind of thing. And that doesn't apply to just music makers. That also applies to people who are wanting to get a job at a studio or maybe be an A&R rep, things like that. Um, and then you've got the next tier people actually working in the music industry. And then you've got your decision makers and things like that. So it's, it's kind of tiered and it's not really like something you would, you know, label uh it's not an official thing but it's a good healthy way to look at it and the reason why i want to say that first is because when you think about networking you want to think about the people that are around your tier that are kind of like at your level um above a little bit and below a little bit um if you're a um a aspiring filmmaker are you likely to reach out to james gunn or somebody like that and get an apprenticeship no you're probably not it's probably not going to happen um, sorry to burst your bubble. So it's the same thing. If you're just starting out in the music industry, are you going to be able to just, you know, make things happen by reaching out to an A&R person at Universal Music Group? No, I'm sorry. Sorry to burst your bubble. However, um, if you notice that a lot of famous people, uh, I say famous, I don't like to stick on famous or people who are successful, uh, tend to know each other at a young age, um, which is interesting, you know? I always thought that was something really cool because uh, those are people that are able to choose their circle. Your circle, uh, the people who are part of your influence and part of your um, um, you know, life growing up, you, you want to choose your friends wisely. Um, if you're like me, you're in your mid-30s, you, know, you could choose your friends starting out like you know, day one today, but you know, you've chosen your friends growing up. I've been fortunate enough to have some really great uh, caring friends that I, I love all like they're, they're amazing people. Um, I feel like some, sometimes, you know, I do have a lot of music friends. Uh, I think, uh, you know, you can isolate yourself as you get older. Um, you get responsibilities, things like that. Um, you know, jobs, family, all of that amazing stuff, but it's really important to continue to talk to people in your circle, um, to, uh, work with each other. And I say that because when you um, play the long game, it's a long game with networking, um, you want to try to make meaningful relationships with these people, not just an exchange of like, hey, I could do this for you, you could do this for me. You want to be able to make those connections, make them deep and meaningful. And it can be a problem sometimes when you're trying to catch up with everybody, but just set aside the time and, and do it. So the first thing I think everyone should do before they even start trying to talk to people is what are you trying to accomplish? Are you trying to meet other musicians? Are you trying to collaborate? Are you trying to, you know, uh, meet some uh, influencers? Are you trying to promote an album and, you know, not 
promote it, but like, you know, if that's something you're trying to accomplish and you're looking for, let's say a promoter, or maybe you're trying to book a show and you're looking for, um, you know, booking agents, whatever it is you're trying to do, you need to think about that first, but don't just say, I want to meet everybody and anybody because I say this to a lot of students and that's, um, if you're a Swiss army knife and you try to build a house, it's not going to get done. You need to really kind of, uh, fragment out your thoughts a little bit and work on things a little bit at a time because those baby steps uh, really matter. And people tend to think of baby steps in your career path as like little accomplishments, but it's really about your mentality. Taking those steps mentally, being able to accomplish more by focusing on something at a specific amount of time. Like for example, um, if you are trying to network, I would say stick to a Monday only as an example, just pick a day, pick a time frame, stick to that, uh, pick a specific type of person you're looking for. Are you looking for audio engineers that day? Are you looking for producers? Are you looking for singers, vocalists, what have you? Pick it and stick with it for a little bit and then gravitate towards more as you go. But think about what you want. What are you trying to accomplish? So think about that first. If you're new, I would recommend trying to branch out. Don't go for the industry yet. Meaning like if you've only been making music for less than two years, three years maybe, depending on how hard you're working on it. You want to um, make sure that you are networking with other people. Now, musicians tend to fail. But lucky for you, you listen to this show. uh, And you're not going to fail if you take my advice, I promise you. You really kind of participate in it. I'm not going to say you're going to hit all of your goals, but you only fail when you quit. So when I say that, I mean most musicians quit. Um, or they go in this loop. They go in this endless cycle where they decide that um, they want to do the same thing over and over again and, and bank on uh, luck as opposed to really grinding out and starting a business. So that's not you. You listen to this show. You're different. But there's a lot of people out there. Let's say one out of every 100 musicians get any traction you know, you don't have to ride coattails. You don't want to look at it like that. But those people that get a little traction, even if it's for a little bit of a, a, a moment in time, you want to be there with them doing the same thing because that's how people navigate their career and move uh, move over. It's a lateral sort of thing. And you kind of want to um, move up in notches like this. So if you're watching on video, that's kind of how you move. Um, you don't you don't just uh, jump in and ride the waves. You really want to think about who you're talking to and think about who you can meet through that person that you're talking to, even if it's someone down the street that you know has no leverage at all in the music industry. Um, because those people, um, those people you're, you're basically creating a tight-knit family, more or less. So with that being said... Um, you have to think about, uh, well, where do you meet these people, you know, and what do you offer? So think about your skills on paper, write down in one sentence what you have to offer somebody and don't, don't be delusional. Like if you're a producer and you've only been making beats for a couple of years, don't call yourself a producer, artist, songwriter, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, again, don't be a Swiss army knife, be that one specific tool to help people. You want to um, use a very specific skill set you have to um, to navigate and help others. That's why they're wanting to talk to you. You know, it's mutual. It's not one directional. It's a conversation, a relationship. 
um, try not to be self-centered when you're talking to people too and and go in thinking like th- go in thinking about how you're going to help them because people can smell that from a mile away and it's very disingenuous um so let's say for example let's think about a non-musical uh example and a musical example a um uh, a musical example would be uh let's say you're just starting out let's call yourself a songwriter Stick with that. Be a songwriter. If you haven't got any traction as an artist uh, or you haven't recorded anything like professional, you can't offer uh, yourself as a songwriter as a networking tool because artists are going to need help writing songs and you can be part of that group. That's how Sia and a lot of other um, artists have navigated the industry and it's uh, successful. So the other thing you want to think about is like, let's say you're uh, a non-music person, like a music creating person. Let's say you want to be an audio engineer. Well, think about this. Focus on one aspect of audio engineering. Let's say mixing engineer. Great. So uh, people can associate your name with that process and the production. So you want to call like, you know, tell people that, hey, I'm a mixing engineer. I would love to collaborate with you and work with you. Are you working on anything right now that you need help with? If you're a songwriter, you take say that same approach. Go talk to other songwriters first in your circle like this, right? Talk to other songwriters and say, hey, you're a songwriter, I'm a songwriter. Let's collaborate and try to shop out songs to artists or to, you know, uh, publishing companies. Create a goal, you know, learn how to work with one another and you'll find a lot about yourself that way. The other thing is, is like, um, where are these people? Okay, so here's what you have to think about. If someone's an audio engineer or a musician or in the music industry or a manager, what have you, all of them have Instagrams. So that's the first step. Um, the easiest thing to do is just to cold, you know, slip into someone's DMs and follow them and really kind of participate in their life. You know, don't, don't, again, don't be selfish. Um, people who are selfish don't make it on their own. You know, they, uh, they have a really hard time. The other thing is, is that uh, if you're looking for industry professionals, like let's say A&R people, people that have publishing companies, things like that, they are on LinkedIn. Okay. So LinkedIn uh, sounds super nerdy and it sounds like, you know, what is that for 40, 50 year olds? Hold on a second. Don't hate. I'm pushing to 40 soon. So second of all, um, every A&R person that's getting paid to be an A&R person is on LinkedIn. Uh, that's the secret sauce guys. Okay. So LinkedIn, having a really healthy LinkedIn profile is, um, is really, really important. Group hug. Yep. So you want to make sure that you are able to, um, you're able to make a great profile and you can market yourself on that LinkedIn, let's say as a songwriter. I'm going to use songwriter as an example today a lot, I think. Um, so put your LinkedIn profile as a songwriter. Don't overinflate with your ego. This is not the place for that and should never be a thing. Um, be very, very objective. And, um, you know, if you need help with that, you know, you can um, join my Discord server on musicadvice.io or my Patreon. You can ask me questions, things like that. I could probably help a little bit more if you're a Patreon subscriber. Um, and that also goes to my current Patreon subscribers. Reach out if you want help with this. Um, and so you want to, um, market yourself as one tool for the production process. So songwriter, 
Then you want to reach out to, let's say, A&R people or other songwriters as a songwriter. Don't say, like, I also worked at 7-Eleven and I've got experience, you know, mowing lawns and I also have experience working out Ralph Lauren Polo, blah, blah, blah. Don't do that. Only keep it uh, segmented out for what you're trying to accomplish. Um, Don't fake it till you make it, but be very selective about what you do and do not say uh, truthfully. You know what I'm saying? So the next thing is, is that where do you, you find those people there? Obviously musicians, if you want to talk to a musician, they're on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And you want to start small um, if you're also a small channel. Like if you have 10 subscribers on your YouTube channel or whatever, then you know don't go for people that have 10,000 subscribers. That's, that's like a couple years into the future for you. Start with under a thousand, a thousand, thousand or less, something like that. Tell them you're new, you know, how you can help them, all that great stuff. Find people who do what you do. Weirdly enough, Facebook groups are also really, really good for this. I know that's kind of old school and not very cool, but a lot gets done in Facebook groups. So um, you just want to be aware where all these people are meeting and you want to make sure that um, you're able to bring something to the table, um, even if it's minuscule you know even if you say i'm there to learn and observe i'm new to this i will help out however i can if you're bringing it if you're coming into a community you want to make sure that's how you approach it be very humble all right so with that being said uh, i hope that's been a little helpful and uh if you need help with um what to say to people uh you know if you're a patron just ask me i'm happy to do that or join the discord server and you can talk to me too that's another way so what I'd like to do is I'd like to um, go ahead and we're going to play the interview with a special guest, uh, but right after our break here, and I'll see you on the other side. This podcast is brought to you by Printful. Printful is the best place to design and sell your own merch to your fan base. Take your music branding up a notch and give your fan base something to wear that represents you and your music. It's easy, it's fast, it's free. Print on demand means you don't carry any inventory or need to worry about shipping to your fan base. Printful takes care of all of that stuff for you. It also integrates nicely into your Bandzoogle powered website so you can have all of your merch in one easy place. Check out Printful by going to musicadvice.io for more information. Okay, cool. And uh, like I was saying, this is going to be our very first Blake Makes Music podcast interview with the people who listen, which is amazing. So I'd like to go ahead and welcome the segment. And I'd like to welcome our very first guest, a mystery. Music interviews start. I've got a special guest here. Abby, I'm going to let Abby introduce herself, her artist name and everything, and we'll get started. Hi, I'm Abby, and my artist name is A Mystery. I've changed it a couple times, but that's pretty much where it's at right now, because I feel like it it suits me the best. So, yeah. Awesome. And what, what kind of music do you make? Um, So, I would say I mostly make um, rap and hip-hop music. Like, I'm more of like a rapper, but I sing too. And I also kind of, I like to mix different genres. So I like alternative rock, R&B, all of that. But I'd say I mostly rap. So Awesome. And, and uh, speaking on that, what, what would you consider like your biggest musical influences right now? Oh, right now or like in the past? Or just... oh, both. Yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, 
I have to say shout out to Lil Peep and Goth Boy Click because they are like, they were the biggest influences for me and why I even started music. Four years ago, I went to Lil Peep's concert and that just like changed my whole life because I was at a point in my life where I was like super lost. I didn't know like really who I was and I didn't understand like, I don't know. I was just going through a lot. And when I went to his concert, I just feel like something like hit me that night, that night, like something just like made sense in my soul. And um, when he passed away, I got inspired to like make music, but also I kind of just slowly got introduced to it by like a friend or like it just so happened. I would like get in situations where I would start expressing myself artistically and it just kind of happened. I just kind of started making music. So um, I would say Lil Peep, yeah, Goth Boy Click, which a lot of people don't know like who actually are the members in Goth Boy Click. So I'll say their artist names, but I don't know if I'm like 100% correct. So Cold Heart, MacNed, um, Lil Tracy, I think he was in Goth Boy Click, but I don't know if he is anymore because it's not really like a thing since he passed away. But um, those were like, I would say my biggest influences. And then like right now, I mean, I listen to a lot of different rappers, so. I have to say right now, I like um, Wi-Fi's Funeral. He's a really dope rapper. Um, I like Henry AZ. He's actually from where I'm from, Massachusetts. So that's super cool. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone else. Those are good though. I don't know. Like I I listen to female artists too. So I don't know, like Nicki Minaj, I would say her too. Um, Just everyone really. into everything i feel like a lot of people are going to be like wanting to check all these artists out they haven't heard so yeah that's gonna be cool i listen to a lot of like weird different music that like a lot of people might not be into because i feel like most people just kind of listen to what's trendy what's popping like the radio whatever i'm kind of more of like a soundcloud person (laughs) like i find like all the best songs on soundcloud oh cool so that's how you actually discover music is that's how i discovered a lot of artists or like on youtube or just kind of like um I think Lil Peep, it was so weird. I actually discovered him. I had no idea who he was. Didn't know he was even an artist. I didn't suspect that he was. I thought he was like a model, like a tattoo model. Because what happened was I was on my Twitter page and I was following some girl. Apparently we were following each other and she was like, she photographed Lil Peep. So she would like post pictures of him. Like, oh, I photographed him. She would like, you know, just take pictures of him and post it on Twitter. So then I looked and I was like, oh my God, like, who is this person? Like, he looks so intriguing. I was like, I don't know who he is, but I'm going to go check him out. So I go to his Twitter page and it says he's like a rapper, a singer, whatever. So I go to check out his music and it just, I fell in love from there. And that he, I don't know, he was just really inspirational to me. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, um, so, so you got inspired by, by these artists and then that made you want to make music. So like, tell me about the first time you decided to like sit down and try to do this. Okay. So I ended up meeting somebody online. Um, we're not friends anymore, but it's all, all good. Like I don't have any hate in my heart for anyone at this point, but um, he basically like messaged me and we were, we were talking about music a lot and how he told me how he's a rapper and he makes music. And this is when I was like, I want to say I was 20. So I was kind of like, I wasn't like super young, but I wasn't like super old, I guess, for starting music. So I don't know. I wish I could have started when I was like 17, but I just didn't have that just wasn't my life then. You know, I didn't have any uh, like awareness of like who I was or like anything. So I didn't like have that outlet, you know. So basically, um, 
yeah, he messages me, we meet up. And then I was like, oh, I want to try to record music too. Like, and he's like, oh, I have this whole like studio recording, um, like in my house or whatever. Like I have this whole setup and I had no idea how anything worked or like how you even like set up to even make music. Like I knew nothing. I just started recording basically with him and we became good friends. And like, that's kind of how I got introduced to it. So it was kind of like, I guess it was like faded for me (laughs) because it's just, I never would have probably knew how to do this shit on my own. Like I actually had, you know, someone come in my life for like a purpose or a reason. And then they would help me kind of, you know, figure out what I need to buy. And then I ended up getting my own like setup in my room. Cause I was like, I really want to do this, you know? Awesome. That's really cool. What I, yeah. What I kind of yeah. learned, you can't rely on other people, I guess, to, uh, always be there or like show you how to do things. So I had to learn a lot of things on my own. That way I could start kind of really like, I don't know, making music. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. No, it's uh, it, that's true. Like uh, there are some reliable musicians, but a lot yeah. of them are, fl- are, are flaky, you know? So that's cool. It's hard to find people that you can Yeah, just people with. come and go. Like you'll be friends with someone one second, you do music together and then something happens or you just fall off and then it's like you're not speaking no more so what are you going to do stop making music because you're not like hanging out with that person anymore so I I actually started isolating myself a lot when I started making music because I just felt like no one understood me like it was just kind of like I realized I was kind of in my own lane I had to just do my own thing because like some people are just not supportive like people that you thought were going to be there it's like you it's like I support them they didn't really support me in the same way back so I kind of just had to do my own thing yeah, I have a theory about that. I think a lot of people think what they think like support means. Yeah. You know, and then they go, you go through it and they don't really know. It's kind of like when, when you say, like, oh, this is hard work. This is hard. It's difficult. And you're like, oh, um, I, uh, you know, you try it out and you're not, you, it's not working out. So then they didn't yeah. realize, they didn't realize really what that meant, like what the word, what the phrase hard work actually means. You yeah. Know? Like the grind. Like, what does that mean? Well, you'll find out when you start, you know? Yeah. So that's cool. So you went through through that. You had someone kind of help guide you a little bit. And then were you like writing songs together? We we actually made one song together that I think I still have, but I lost the track where he actually like put his verse on it. Like he would kind of help me. So we did make one song together where we collabed, but it wasn't very good. At least my part, like his, his part sounded good, (laughs) but my part was like, um, this is back in like 2018. So it's so hard to remember, but like my part, I just started rapping. So, you know, I didn't, I wasn't really good. Like, me rapping like I kind of taught myself how to do that myself so like it takes practice so when I first started out compared to now like I was terrible I'm gonna be honest like I wasn't good like at all I mean but like I've been told like it comes naturally to me but like when I look back on those recordings I'm just like I don't know (laughs) I wasn't good so I don't post those ones like but that's like I call that the artist curse. Yeah, he helped you me know? record my first like single though, which was on yeah. my grind. So that was back in 2018, which mm-hmm. it, I didn't think that was that good, but like for my first like actual good take, um, I'm like okay, like I I don't think it was that bad, you know? Yeah, yeah. It that just so you know, like as you keep making music and stuff, that's always gonna happen. Like ten years from now, you're gonna look back and go like, oh, that track I put out yeah. way back. It's like 
not cool or I, I could so, do better. Yeah, yeah. I was so shy when I first started though. I didn't even want to make a SoundCloud and people would tell me you need to make one and like put your stuff out there. And I, I just thought I'm just recording for fun. Like I'm not going to ever do this. And then I actually got on SoundCloud and I started getting followers and like people listening to my music, even if it wasn't like, you know, a whole bunch of people. I did get, you know, some clout, I guess. Which yeah. I don't really care. I don't care about clout. But like it actually is surprising. Like when you put yourself out there, um, the response you actually get back sometimes when you weren't like expecting it to get anything, you know. That's cool. And so do you have your music out on other platforms or just sound? Um, good question. So I actually want to start putting my music out on like Spotify, which I heard is another good one that people use. But currently the only place I put it out is like SoundCloud. And then I like to share it on my social media typically. Nice. But it's like, I'm really like a SoundCloud rapper because I don't really use like any other platforms, but I really should though. Yeah. And be so- more professional with it because I think that's the problem is I'm not really it's like, I feel like people don't take you serious unless you're like, really, you do things a certain way as an artist, or you're just, I'm just kind of just all like random with it, I guess. Yeah. I, I always tell, like, I used to tell my students, like, it's really important to like, um, put your music in the place where your potential fans would discover you, you know? So like, for example, like less than 1% of people that listen to music use SoundCloud, Mm -hmm. you know? So like, if you're looking for SoundCloud rappers, like how you were, like, you're going to find that. You know, yeah. but you can't really break out of. You're not going to find like the next Nicki Minaj on yeah, SoundCloud. Yeah, exactly. Like know? I feel like the more places you, um, like put your music out, the better chances you have of being discovered. So that's a really good point because I I wanted to start making um like YouTube videos and actually having someone record me, which I was going to do that in LA. Start like making music videos that way. You know, it just looks better as an artist when you have that. But it just, it just didn't end up happening because it was just, you know, it cost like $700, $800 to even like, you know, get a music video done. And I just didn't really, I didn't really have the money to spend, you know. Yeah. But um, it's something I want to do in the future. And I think I have like one song out on YouTube or nice. something. But like, I really need to start posting on more. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's what I would say, because I it took me a while to kind of get a setup for, for all kinds of stuff. And yeah. That's I'm like a again, I'm like a I'm I'm a gear nerd. So like that's never gonna stop. Like I'll I'll get a guitar and it like I'm like two weeks later, like I want another one. And it, it keeps going and going. So when you do that with like videos, you did that with gear. The best thing like I could ever recommend people do is like use what you have. Like if you have a cell phone, like cool, then go go on TikTok. That could be like your yeah, your thing, I started you know? TikTok too kind of recently, yeah. which I said I would never make a TikTok, but I did. So I kind of just started posting just kind of snippets of like my music a bit, but I don't know. I'm trying to see like how else I can kind of make my content better. Yeah. It's, it's better to be honest with you. It's better just to make the content. Like if I could give anybody advice that's listening to this conversation, like, you know, don't let the gear, like if you have a phone, like use your phone to make the best content you can make with your phone. You know, like you don't like, you know, you can use a, a nice camera. You can use that. But if you've got a phone, like, yeah, all you, you know, need is a phone these days. All you need is a phone. Like people, people will uh, always appreciate like authenticity. Yeah, you know, like when they're listening to music and like even if it's just like a thirty to sixty second snippet. What's cool is like now on Instagram and YouTube, they basically have their own little versions of TikToks with shorts and reels and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I actually like TikTok. Yeah, it's but fun. It's, it's a rabbit it's hole. Addicting. Yeah, it's a rabbit hole. But um, I I know we were uh, talking a little bit about like your 
your process. And we we're saying, you know, talking a little bit before we started recording that you went to, to uh, music school. So like, tell me like, so you, you record these songs with this person, uh, you, you know, you've got someone kind of there helping you, you're yeah, learning on like your own. Four years ago when I first started, like, yeah, four years ago, I think it yeah. was. So what made you want to go to music school? Tell me about like what that was like. Did how did you find music school? You know, walk yeah. me through what made you want to go. Um, what made me want to go? Um, I just kind of wanted the experience because it gets kind of lonely when you're just like in your hometown, like as a kind of you start to feel like an isolated artist because you're not around like like-minded people. So I wanted to branch out and actually start networking more. And I didn't really have a lot of people. To, I didn't have really anybody to network with here because I feel like the music scene is kind of in Massachusetts, like where I'm from, is not to say that there's not a music scene. It's just like kind of non-existent, at least where like I, I'm, I was living like in my hometown. So I was just kind of like, OK, I was getting these like emails from um, this music school that I was looking into. Cause I, I remember one day I just looked up on Google, like music schools, like what are the best music schools, whatever in the U S and icon collective was one of them that just popped up in LA. So I guess I was drawn to that. So I was like, I'm going to just go check it out. But I never had, this was like probably like two years ago and I never had, I was like, Oh, I'm not going to go. Like, I'm just checking it out. But then I talked to like one of the, um, I guess the, I don't, the admissions person yeah admissions rep yeah yeah and he you know would email me and I showed him my music he was like oh that's cool so we were kind of talking about music and then he kind of just kept emailing me for like two years straight after that like or like yeah two years from now so yeah two years ago I'm like I can't remember anything it's all a blur um but yeah so then I just kind of kept it in the back of my mind but I was like oh I'm not really gonna go it costs so much money whatever so I was just kind of like bored with my life and I was like you know what I'm gonna just take a risk so then I um did an interview with the school and everything and I filled out what I needed to and I was like oh like let's see if I get accepted like whatever like I'm just gonna see so then they accepted me and this was like I want to say about um, was it a year ago it might have been a year ago or like maybe even less than that because I didn't start going to the music school till October of last year. So, um, yeah. So then they accepted me and I was like, okay, like I kind of, even before the music school, like I always, I was like, you know what, I kind of want to move to LA, but I didn't know how I was going to do that or if I even should, cause it was just, I don't know. Cause I was like, if I go out to LA, like I was like, I don't want to have nothing to do or like be a part of nothing and just like go there and just be doing nothing. You know what I mean? So I was like, I'm going to go to a school or like, you know, where I can like network with other artists and like meet people. So basically I decided to go because I wanted to network and like meet people. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and like, and I don't know, like learn more skills and stuff. Um, but it, it started out like? okay, but it kind of went like left for me. <laughs> yeah. Talk about that. Like what, what was your experience like when you went to the school? Um, so when I first started, like, I don't know, like, I was like, I, I kind of was questioning, I was like, am I even supposed to like be here? Like, I just don't know, you know, cause it's like, I kind of feel like music school is a scam. Like you don't need it to like pursue music out there, but I just was helping in terms of like me meeting people. Cause I went out there and I knew nobody. So it was like, I might as well like commit to this. Um, 
so yeah like it was it was kind of uh a lot in the beginning like I, I'm surprised I didn't drop out like the first month because um I just wasn't really understanding a lot so I was in like the vocal artist program and so obviously it's not it wasn't the producing program but it was weird because we learned mostly producing instead of like having it be all vocals which I thought was a little weird because that's kind of not what I signed up for but I was like you know what I should try to learn how to produce too that way I don't have to like rely on people yeah um but yeah so it kind of it was kind of like very clicky I would say for a school like I didn't meet people and like I wouldn't say I had like friends I would say I had like acquaintances but things just went like very left for me like in terms of the school situation like I feel like I was being very like oppressed because I was just very like in my own lane and I feel like people just didn't really like that so I mean I dropped out obviously because of money reasons I dropped out like the right time like after the quarter ended um I passed like most of my classes I only failed like one of them which was ear training which I think is dumb like no one should have to learn that to do music but uh so ear training like uh like, is that like where they have you identify? Yeah, you got to like, listen uh, to like sounds and it was, it's just a lot of weird sounds and some of them are really loud. Some of them are quiet and it's just like makes no sense. You have to like guess which one it is, but there's like, I don't know, like a hundred different, like, I don't know. It was like multiple choice, but it was like frequencies, like if that makes sense. Yeah. It so sounds it like the concept and, was important, but the delivery of that class is not so good. Yeah. So I was like, there's no way I'm passing this. And I was like, they made you do like, um, how to get a piano, like a MIDI keyboard. So you learn how to like play the piano, which I played as a kid, but I, I couldn't remember how to do it. It was just a lot of time. So you'd have to go in every week, like even after class to do a certain amount of, um, lessons. And if you didn't pass your lesson, like I didn't let you go on to the next one. So I was like super behind in that. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm not going back to the school, even though I can't afford it. Like because I don't know it's just it just like really it took a lot like I put a lot of energy into it and money yeah. and investment um and like I recorded in the studios too which was nice like I would I did collab with some people but it's just a lot of people just like I don't know like people don't stick you know like I felt like I was kind of done wrong in that situation because like I was being, I feel like I was being so like supportive of other people and just really like a fair person. And then I feel like people um, were kind of like oppressing me. Yeah. That well, makes let me, sense. Let, like, me, let me explain it to you. So I went to music school too. I went to, uh, I didn't have a bad experience. Uh, yeah. I went to Musicians Institute, totally a different thing. It was like, you know, um, also in Los Angeles. Um, there's different calibers of schools. And what I'll say is like, I want to say two things to people listening. Uh, cause I know like it's certain music schools are good for certain people. Certain ones are better than others and it's yeah. not for everybody, but it's also, you know, there, depending on the school, there can be some sort of scamminess to it, or it can feel like that for certain people, yeah. especially with admissions, but like uh, a couple of things, one, like for people who want to be musicians or vocalists, like that's why it's really important that you go to a school that has like good curriculum, because what you're saying is like yeah. for ear training, like that's important, but not maybe not in the way that they're doing it. You know, yeah. like for example, if like you're a vocalist and you're trying to harmonize and you're doing it like a uh, working, collaborating with somebody and trying to, you know, you're trying to harmonize and, you're, and someone says, Hey, 
you seeing the root note, I'll sing the fifth, I'll go up or whatever. (laughs) You got to know what you're doing. Otherwise you're going to be out of key and everyone's not going to want to listen to your track or you're not going to be able to get the session done because certain software like, you know, auto tune and Melodyne, they can only do so much. Yeah. And it was hard too. Yeah. Yeah. I was dealing with like a lot, like health issues too. Like while I even went to the school, like, so it's like, I I don't know, like I'm still pursuing it though. Cause I just don't want anything to get in my way. Um, but I feel like a lot of people just kind of, uh, like people, I don't know, like people just were very clicky there. And because I didn't, and I feel like I became a target. So like if people see you as a threat, they just, you know, well, I'll say I, this. Used to it though. Like, I feel like it's only my experience. Like other people wouldn't. It's be not. Able to it's not. And so what I want to say though, is like, you have to think about like, okay, look there. I, I believe that there's only like 16 personality types and like the way we go through life and our experiences can shape those things. But if you think about it, like musicians, there's like, you can probably take those 16 personality types and narrow it down to maybe like three. And what you have to think about is, unfortunately, like when you're talking to people, I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to the audience, obviously, it's like, when you when you meet people that are also wanting to do what you do with music, they're either going to come and come at it from a collaborative standpoint, or they're going to come at it from a selfish standpoint. Yeah, So it's really important to kind of think about like how you are interacting with people. And some people will kind of hold you down or like, um, maybe they're, um, they're not wanting you to succeed because they yeah, think by exactly. you succeeding, they're not going to succeed. Yeah, which, which is, is really so silly. not true. But so I feel true. like a lot of people are just too in their egos and they don't yeah. see it. You all know, the, all the arts do that though. Like all the all the yeah. arts that require eyes and ears. So like people who do acting, music, dance, things like that. Things that were it's all attention. Yeah, no one's focused. your friend in this industry. That's what I yeah. learned. Like in these it seems types like of. It. Yeah, yeah. Because to me, it's just like there's a lot of competition and it just became a thing. Like once I knew the energy was negative, I was like, OK, like I don't want to be a part of this. Like this isn't what I signed up for because I'm I'm kind of more into I don't want to like I guess more intuitive than some people. So I kind of see past all the shit going on. And I just mm. feel like people didn't like that. Yeah, so I was like, I'm yeah. just doing myself because I don't I don't even know why, you know, I'm here. <laughs> It's important though. And I will say though, like, cause I, I want to get into some interesting questions that I've yeah. got, but like, I think like if we could take anything away from this, from like music school and like your experience there, it's like for the people listening, it's like the way I'm sure like anytime you search music school or you go in, it's like all those ads target you so hard. Yeah. And, and they then keep emailing you too. They to keep emailing to you. Like, you. like yeah. They they have a marketing system. Exactly. And, and imagine they have to market like that's their job. So if you but if you could take anything from that experience, like if you if anyone else is out there like going through the same thing or has been to music school, imagine if you can get as good at marketing at that music yeah. as that music school with your music. So like for example, like if you've got a mailing list, like all these things matter, you know? Like do you know how to do ads? Do you know how to operate yeah. social media? Like and what I would say is like you know, if for anyone that's out there thinking of going to music school, I'd really consider like thinking about like, is there another degree out there that would benefit you more in your own music career other than going to music school? Yeah, because exactly. like, like Abby's saying, like, yeah. you can, you can go to, you know, get this information off YouTube, you know, like if you want like career-based stuff, you can come to this channel, but there's also people that can teach you how to produce and play instruments and sing and all kinds of stuff. But like, when it comes to like, 
the the success part that's the part that they don't teach you at music school they don't teach you how to be successful they don't teach you how the industry actually works and how to navigate it which is why i was inspired to make this channel because i worked at a music school uh in the career development department for for a yeah. while but like but what the thing is is like imagine if you wanted to be let's say uh a a uh an independent artist and you went to school for business or marketing that type of payoff would go off would, would set you you know times 10 what you would have in music school uh and as opposed to like learning stuff on youtube or like through a mm -hmm. curriculum or through people and then you know the cool thing is it's like those degrees happen to be also highly in demand for other jobs so that could set you up for a a, a job that can pay you 50, 60, 70, 100, $120,000 now a year. Yeah. Now you have all this extra income that you can spend on your music and buy those ads for your music. And it just keeps creating a cycles. And that's, that's anything like anytime you see a product follow you or like any sort of email that you get, or like a music school or something, like I always encourage people just to, just to like, think about how they're doing that and try to take that and use it for yourself. You know? Yeah, I totally agree. Because yeah. at the end of the day, like these schools, these people don't care about you. They're they're just doing their job, and they're getting they're there to make money. Yeah, they're a for profit school. Exactly. It's a it's a business, and if they're graduating somebody every month, like they're cranking out people, and there's no standard to get in. You don't have to take a test to get in, or um, you know, that's usually a bad sign. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah, I did have to do um, an interview process. I think I did have yeah. to do an assignment. So, but. I don't know like how they how they go about who gets accepted and who doesn't. Yeah. To my uh, experience, not to not to yeah, again, I don't want to talk bad about all schools, but like <laughs> a lot of schools, um, if you have the ability to get the funding, meaning like through student loans and you have a high school diploma and you can like read, write, and spell, then they yeah. will take you. I like, think you had to um show that you graduated high school, and I think that was about it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, and also there's different, uh, for anyone interested in doing music school, there are different accreditors that mean different things. So like, there's like eight accreditors in the United States for colleges, I believe something like that. And then if it's a for-profit school, like there's different tiers. So like you would think like a national accreditor is like better, but it's actually not a regional accreditor is actually a higher standard uh, of school. So like, it's important to look into that because I always think that these things are always pay to play. You know, so someone could create a school and go through the process and like really kind of create like a money making machine as opposed to like doing something good. So if you can always go to a school that's like run by the state or like even a community college, like I got more out of my five thousand yeah. dollar community college uh, audio yeah. engineering degree than like most schools will ever get at a um, like a, a thirty thousand dollar two year degree. Notice they all cost the same because yeah. that's the max you can take out on a loan for a two-year degree. It's like 30 something thousand dollars. Um, so it's just like something to think about. And like, as Abby's saying, like, it's not for everybody and like, it can be, be misleading, but like, it's always best to kind of like go out and, and think about yeah. like the long-term first. Yeah. I think uh, one thing um, that was really good about going to music school was the fact that it, they really push you out of your comfort zone. I had to perform in front of people, which was something I never did before. And I was super nervous to do. Um, so I think that in, in, a, in a sense, like is good. Um, if you want to go to music school, because they really push you to like be out there. 
So I did get out of my comfort zone. So that's good too. That does help. That does help. And that might be the one thing that like, you know, um, could set someone's career apart. It's just being able to do little things or the networking, meet one person. Yeah, you can network and stuff, but it's just people don't stick. And I feel like that's important for people to know. Like if people are acting like your friend, like a lot of times these people are not your friends. Yeah. And it's always on you too. competing with you. And it's just, it sucks because you have to realize like people don't have the same heart as you do. Like people don't really care about you're supporting you, but they want you to support them. Like if that makes sense. And to be fair, if you're spending $30,000, like you probably would care about yourself. Yeah. It's just, a, it's just not a good ecosystem for, for a lot of people, you know, like just, yeah, meeting, it just causes unnecessary drama and it does. that doesn't need to be there. Right. Um, can, yeah. so, for that reason, so, I was, school's never been for me, but <laughs> it was an experience. So, yeah, that's, that's for sure. And it's, it's good to know ahead of time, like it's better to know early on if it's right for you as opposed to like graduating, yeah. you get then, that gut feeling to drop out. Yeah, I just drop out. <laughs> yeah. You can always go back if you change your mind. Yeah. You know, but don't spend money. You don't need to spend. And then, um, so let me ask you this, um, you know, making music, uh, like one of my sayings I say on the podcast all the time is make music every day. And that's hard. Like I don't yeah. do it every day. I'll be honest. Like I'll tell people I'm a hypocrite sometimes. Like it's totally true. Um, but like, I'll, I'll go through things where I'm like less motivated than certain days and I'll still have to sit down and do what I'm supposed to do. But like as an artist, when you're sitting down and you're thinking about, I need to accomplish something, I need to get a track done, or I need to write something. How do you deal with times that you're less motivated to make music? That's a good question. I just kind of try to sit with my feelings or like distract myself in some way. Because I think trying to force yourself to be creative, that never works. You kind of just have to flow with it. And, you know, life gets in the way sometimes and you don't have to always be creating. Um, I just think you need to kind of just go with the flow. And I don't know, zone out out a wall, maybe, to like think of ideas you start writing or listen to some artists that inspire you. That's what I do. That's cool. That's cool. Um, and what I would say is, is like, uh, what works for me is just like being able, like, let's say you're trying to write a song. If you're not able to get that song out, just write a stupid song, yeah. get it out of your system. I that's think what Ed Sheeran says. came out with the song that's called, um, <laughs> I listened to it yesterday. It was like, he's like actually rapping, but it's like a joke or whatever. I think it's called yeah. like, um, I'm stupid or something. It's something, <laughs> something with the word stupid. I have to figure yeah. out song is now just have fun with it you know yeah. like don't put so much pressure on yourself yeah, to exactly. write good music <laughs> you know like it's it's an art like so that means like you, not everything you're gonna write is a banger you know what i'm saying like it's gonna be you're gonna write bad music and it's just important just to get it out there you know um and so yeah, let me ask you this um let me ask you this so um what's the biggest challenge you have right now in terms of your music career I would say definitely my health for sure because I feel like your physical and mental health is so important as an artist and I feel like we often take that for granted and just think we can keep going and keep creating but if you genuinely don't feel like it or you have other things in the way then I think that it's important to kind of do that like take care of that first um I say definitely my health yeah (laughs) do you have any tips for people like I know you just said some things but like do you have any tips on like let's say someone's dealing with some health issues 
um, um, and they're trying to make music. Do you have any tips for people dealing with things like that? Don't be hard on yourself because that's going to make the whole process worse. Like I have a pretty strong inner critic, so I don't know how the next person, if it's as bad as mine, but I would say definitely don't be hard on yourself. Um, and just take it easy, take it slow and just know that you will get back to doing what you love. And that's going to also make you feel better when you do want to do it. It will actually take your mind off of whatever health issue you're dealing with. But I just, I would say don't give up because I haven't given up and I could have gave up and I've gone through some rough shit, you know, where I didn't make music for like three months because I couldn't. So, yeah. Gotcha. That's, that's really good advice. And, um, Here's some fun questions. All right. So if you had to compare your music to an animal, which <laughs> animal would it be and why? I don't know why. I just thought of like monkey, but that's <laughs> a good animal. Monkey, just because they were like rambunctious and like random. And that's kind of how I am, I guess. But I'm trying to think animal. That is such a good question. Um, <laughs> I think a monkey maybe like an owl, too. Is an owl. I feel like I share a lot of knowledge and wisdom. Or I'm just like really real and authentic. So maybe yeah. like I try to be like one with whatever I write. So maybe an owl too. That's a good answer. Yeah. That's a really good answer. So uh we're gonna I'm gonna ask like one or two more questions and we'll kind of wrap okay. up and do the fun stuff. So um and this has been really good. So thank you so much for for doing no this. Problem. And and so um oh and of course, and you you're welcome back um anytime. So um let me ask you this. If you could, um, if you could, if someone gave you hypothetically $10,000 to do something for your music career, how would you spend it and why? What would you do? Damn, $10,000 for my yeah. music career. How um, would you use it? Maybe I would try to invest in my own studio or like label or something. Like buying I gear or like, yeah, a, I don't know how I would do that though. Like, I don't know. You know how people sign labels? They sign to labels. Like, mm -hmm. what if I wanted to create my own label? You could. But I feel like it's that really would cost easy. more than like 10000 Maybe not, though. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's actually not that bad. It's yeah. It's actually not that bad. Like, you just need the distribution. You go through DistroKid, um, okay. you know, which is cool. You get like, yeah. I have a DistroKid account, like artists. I think like, I made one, too. I just haven't posted on it. But I heard just eh, can't talk. DistroKid yeah. and AudioMac are good ones to like yeah. good platforms to post on. So DistroKid will actually publish to AudioMac for you. OK, it's cool. I yeah. Like, yeah, I should really start posting on like so many different platforms. Yeah, it's good. It's good um, for you. And then what's yeah. cool, people, uh, especially like there's a lot of people listening to this podcast that are starting out. And like, what I would say is like, um, you know, don't be afraid to put your music out there to these places. Cause you really want to learn the ecosystem. Like it's just as important for you to learn how Spotify works and how people consume music on Spotify. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, and the cool thing is like, you can always take it down. So if you're not proud of it, or you want to release a different version, it's better to get it out there and kind of learn how things work, how playlists work and how people uh, consume music. Um, but yeah, but it, like, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. But going on to that, what would be your advice for someone just starting out? They woke up out of bed one day and they go, I want to make music. What would you tell that person? Um, definitely research equipment. Like, I guess they would have to get equipment first. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming. Um, I would say just start writing as much as you can. Learning the DAWs too. YouTube. I don't know. Ask a friend if you have one that's into this music shit. 
because that's how you're going to learn is either online or through like a friend or someone. Um, just start doing it and just start learning because it's definitely hard. A hundred percent. Like I still don't know a lot of the things in this music industry or in the DAWs. Like I just kind of click around and do whatever. <laughs> but yeah, to definitely learn and definitely be patient with yourself and just write all the time. Awesome. That's great advice. And then so wrapping up, where can people find you online? Where can they connect with you? Um, so I'm on pretty much everything. Um, let's see. I think I put my TikTok. Oh, I said I put I posted it when I submitted the form to you. Cool. But so my TikTok is a mystery one one one. Um A and then m-i-s-t-e-r-i-e because i spell it differently 111 and then my twitter i think if i can if i can remember i think it's a mystery like with nothing just a mystery just and spell, then my spell like normal yeah well okay. spell yeah how i spelled how i said to spell <laughs> okay gotcha and then a mystery um a mystery and then like a underline score for my instagram and then I'm trying to think what else. And then my SoundCloud is just a mystery. Perfect. So pretty much everything. I try to keep like the same handle on yeah. my social media, but that's pretty much it. Cause it's like all okay. the ways to use. Awesome. Well, that's but good too. Cause a lot of people yeah. listen to this audio version. TikTok, so yeah. that's like what I use, but that's awesome. So uh, if you want to, if you want to check out Abby's music, uh, go ahead and we'll put the links in the description of the video. If you're listening to an audio version, go ahead and check back. So if you're driving, don't pull over, get to your destination and check out her stuff. Go give her a follow on uh, Instagram and TikTok at least. Um, she's got some entertaining. Well, uh, follow you back most likely. <laughs> awesome. There you go. So you'll get a follower too. So anyways, Abby, I want to say thank you so much. And uh, I really appreciate the, no the discussion. It's been great. And uh, like I was saying, you're welcome back anytime. And I, I appreciate it. This podcast is brought to you by me. Want to connect with me online? Stalk me on your favorite social media platform? Maybe you want to get some music advice live on Twitch? Check out the YouTube channel, start some arguments on Facebook, sign up for my mailing list for free stuff, or see what my actual life is like on Instagram. All of my links and fun connections are on musicadvice.io. Check it out and see what we can do together. Also, I need friends. Okay, cool. That was uh, actually a really engaging conversation. I can't wait to talk to more people. Like I was saying earlier in the segment, if you would like to be on the show, go to musicadvice.io. Everything I say rhymes. I'm like, I don't know. If that's the musician or songwriter in me, I have no idea. So what I'd like to do now, I'd like to welcome the very next segment, the music review. Okay, so this is going to be pretty awesome. I cannot wait. So how this works is, is you submit to me a track. Um, I probably can't monetize this on YouTube and Facebook, but that's okay. What we're going to do is uh, we're going to play a song by uh, a submission. This is by the artist Tone. The song is called Summertime. So I'm going to go through the song and really listen uh, and uh, you know give my thoughts as it's playing. So welcome to the very first music review on the Blake's Makes Music Podcast. Here's uh, Summertime by Tone.
sounds great. So uh, I really love, this is uh, actually a really great track already. Um, so I will be stopping this and kind of giving my thoughts. Uh, so real quick, if you do like this song, the um, link will be in the description of the podcast or the video. So go ahead and add it to your playlist. And um, so I really love the vocals so far. So let's keep listening. Great bass. Great harmonies. Okay, uh... I'm gonna stop it for a second. That sounds really good. Um, I I really like this track a lot. I think it's uh it's great. Uh, I love the vibe a bunch. So what I would say is, first of all, I don't know why, but this really kind of like on a maybe a, a vocal harmonies and maybe it's the 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 vocals in general, but it really reminds me of Weezer. Um, I think it's also like um, the overall like. Um, theme you know it's like dun, 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 yep hip you know that weezer song i can't remember what it's called island in the sun um same kind of like lyrical theme but i think the harmonies and the vocals sound very similar to weezer but obviously a different genre which is really cool i think people will um really like this a lot let's keep listening Okay, so um, really, really great arrangement. Um, the if you're listening and you're like, what is that weird kind of floating sound? That's a I think a chorus effect on the instruments. So it's it's like a detuned sort of thing. Um, it's really common in lo-fi, but it kind of fits. I'm surprised he's able to stay in tune. That's hard to do. Okay, really good. Um, so I'm not gonna play the whole song. Uh, I think uh, I try not to do that on the on the podcast. I want all of you to go check it out and add it to your playlist. Um, but let me go ahead and 
this would be kind of a cool thing. Um, this was released in 2021. Uh, I really think it's a great, uh, great track. And let's see how many songs Tone has. Look at all these tracks. Tone is killing it since 2020. Got all these tracks here. Great job. Um, I really dig it a lot. Uh, like I was saying, go ahead and download the, or you know, get the track on Spotify or whatever streaming platform that you were uh, using and uh, give uh, Tone some support. I'll also try to see if I can include some sort of social media uh, link in the uh, description too. So awesome job. Awesome job. Go ahead and add that to your playlist, everybody. That is part of the Blake Makes Music community. It's really awesome. And speaking of music feedback, um, if you are part of that Discord server, there is a music feedback uh, section where you can also get community feedback. So I do chime in. Uh, I really love when people um, really kind of spend time and and um, want to share their their tracks with the with the group, which is amazing. So uh, so now we've got our very last segment of the podcast. I can't wait to do this one. This is going to be a cool one. Um, so we'll go ahead and music tip. Just the tip. Okay, so music tip of the day. If you write songs, you are a songwriter. Pretty self-explanatory, but I wanted to kind of speak on this just a little bit. Um, the way you become a songwriter is just write songs. Okay, so that means not just lyrics, but also melody, things like that. Get it onto some sort of fixed medium. You can use your phone. You can use um, you know, some sort of computer program, whatever it is. If you're writing lyrics, that's great. Put some melody to it and just do it. And if you write music, you write songs, you're a songwriter. A lot of people try to justify like, I'm a songwriter when I'm good. No, you're a songwriter when you write a song. That's it. And continue to write songs. So what I want to say is, is um, on this tip, confidence is key. You understand that you're going to suck when you start out. And you will continue to have some moments as you start becoming better even that you're going to write a sucky song that you're not going to like. That's normal. The best thing to do is to get that bad song out of your system. If you don't like where it's going, finish it anyways. Put it into your back catalog. Figure out what to do with it later or just have a bad song that you don't have to show anybody because it's honestly like going to the gym. You go, you're not going to go to the gym and, and start to deadlift 400 pounds. That would be really stupid and I would not advise that. But what you would do is you start small and you go every, every day. Eventually you can start doing that kind of stuff. Obviously, I don't go to the gym, but I can kind of, you know, infer that's probably what would happen. Um, I should I should go to the gym. I should start working out. It's good for you. Um, but confidence is key. Just be okay with not being good, and eventually you will become good. I know that's weird, right? But it's totally true. Anyways, thank you, everybody. I really appreciate you uh, hanging out, and I hope you learned something or got something from this. If you would like to participate in the show in any way, go to musicadvice.io. I love hearing from people. You can send me an email, blake at blakemakesmusic.com. All of that good stuff. Check out my website. I've got all kinds of great things on there. You can buy merch. You can subscribe to me on YouTube. You can uh, follow me on Twitch when I do live stream stuff. And don't forget, if you would like some assistance on navigating your own 
uh, music system, making sure that you are able to be productive, go ahead and download the book. If you have a download of the book, you're going to want to download the book. Uh, it's for sale on Amazon for 20 bucks, um, but I give it away for free as a digital download. So musicadvice.io, the Modern Artist and Songwriter Journal and Toolkit. It's an amazing system that I use myself, and I uh, really am, I would implore you to do the same. It's the challenge of writing things and doing the production process and batches, kind of like how I do this show, um, and knowing that you're going to have you know, um, some hurdles in your production process. You're going to have weeks where you're not able to do something, so um, you know, banking on setting some time aside to do the production process in batches over the course of, let's say, six months. You want to write six months. You want six songs out. That's great. Start with six songs. Write six songs, record six songs, release six songs, and promote six songs. But you do it on a timely basis on a calendar. So there's a whole lot more in the book. I, uh, I really appreciate everybody listening. Thank you, everybody, so much. I hope everybody has a great week. I'll see you on the next episode. Oh, and uh, make music every day. Duh.